Fort Protector and Fitzmaurice Place. You are now standing at Fitzmaurice Place, and it was named after a famous leashman called James Fitzmaurice. James Fitzmaurice was born in Dublin in 1898, but moved with his family to Port Leash in 1902. James was enrolled in the local Christian Brothers School in 1905. When World War I broke out, James enlisted with the 7th Battalion of the Leinsters, even though he was only 16 years old. His father intervened and withdrew him from the battalion. In 1915, James enlisted once more, and this time he was sent to France and fought in the Battle of the Somme. By the time he was 19, James was a corporal and was given a commission as second lieutenant. In 1918, he began flying with the Royal Air Force and thus began a love affair with the air that was to last for the rest of his life. Fitzmaurice flew mail over and back across Europe. But as the years wore on, James began to dream about a much more dangerous mission, a transatlantic flight. James eventually resigned from the RAF and joined the Irish Army, which was formed after Ireland became a free state in 1922. He had risen to the rank of Commandant by 1928. Charles Lindbergh had completed the first non-stop west-to-east transatlantic flight, leaving New York and arriving in Paris in 1927. Lindbergh said that he knew he had arrived in Europe when he saw the green fields of Ireland. Ireland's strategic position on the edge of the Atlantic was recognised by a German crew that wanted to make the record of the first east-west transatlantic flight. They chose Fitzmaurice as a co-pilot, as he had years of experience and was commander of Ireland's main airfield at Baldonnell. The two German pilots and Fitzmaurice set out in a plane called Bremen on the 12th of April 1928, although catastrophe nearly befell the dangerous record-breaking attempt at the outset. As the plane was taxiing out on the runway at Baldonnell, Fitzmaurice saw a sheep wander directly in front of the plane. Fitzmaurice shouted out at the top of his lungs and luckily the plane had enough momentum to start ascending and avoid the sheep who was oblivious to the havoc that could have been caused. The German-Irish team flew for over 36 hours and on the 13th of April landed on Greenlee Island which is situated between Labrador and Newfoundland. The crew had originally planned to land in New York, but fuel leaks during the flight and a faulty compass meant they had to strike land as soon as possible. After flying over the frozen, empty landscape of the Arctic, 
they eventually spotted a lighthouse on the little-known Greenlee Island, which became renowned across the world once news of the remarkable journey became public. The crew of the Bremen spent two months traveling around the United States of America and were celebrated as heroes. Writing about his adventures, Fitzmaurice stated, I feel certain that in the pride of achievement, the adventure of the Bremen will be seen in all its full significance and that my dead comrades and I will therefore not soon be forgotten. Fitzmaurice went on to live a full and varied life. He resigned from the Irish Air Force in 1929 and went on to establish a club for servicemen in Britain. He died at the age of 67 in 1965 in Dublin. In Fitzmaurice Place, you can also see a circular tower and large imposing stone walls. This is all that remains of Fort Protector at Maryborough. Fort Protector was renamed as Maryborough Fort in honor of Queen Mary in 1556. This was around the same time that the County of Leash became known as Queen's County. The land here where the Fort Protector stands had originally been in the hands of the Irish clans like the O'Moores and the O'Dempseys. However, an English campaign was launched against those clans after the failure of the Silken Thomas Rebellion. The leading members of the clans were taken to London under arrest and their lands were confiscated. It was deemed necessary to establish a fort here to protect the southern flank of the Pale, at that time the main English settlement in Ireland, and a settlement quickly grew around this fort. A historical record from the time outlines the difficulties faced in the early years. The new planted inhabitants had been so molested continually with the multitudes of the first natives there, the O'Moors, that they have in a manner recovered the country again and expelled all the English inhabitants, saving three or four, which contain themselves in their castles till they be relieved from England. These O'Moors were almost extinct, but they have increased again chiefly for lack of good government. The fort that was raised here in 1548 was partially demolished in 1650 by Colonel John Hewson, who was part of Cromwell's army. All that survives today of that fort are the remains of the circular tower and a line of wall. Looking at the tower, you can see that the base is much thicker and wider than the rest of the building. This is known as a base batter and is a defensive feature that was built into castles and forts across Ireland. The idea for a base batter is to ensure that the walls of the fort cannot be undermined. Floor lodges within the circular tower indicate that it would originally have been three stories high. In the 19th century, a flour mill was built within the line of the old walls. This was a very large water-powered mill 
that was operated by the Odlum family from the 1860s onwards. A fire swept through the mill in 1909, destroying the operation, but the mill was rebuilt in 1911. The mill was stopped in 1978, but the site was still used to dry grain. When this was stopped in the 1980s, the buildings were demolished shortly afterwards. The site has remained derelict since. Fitzmaurice Place was unveiled in 2001. When you are ready, please walk up the street towards the large building across the road from Fitzmaurice Place. This is the Presentation Convent. Please turn to the next track. The Presentation Convent. <laughs>